Welcome, everyone, to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and today we're going to talk basketball. I am so excited. You know, when COVID hit earlier this year and essentially shut down every sport, um, no baseball, no nothing for months, uh, it, it drove me crazy. And I was so glad to see to see high school football come back and some other sports. But now basketball season is here, and it's one of my favorite um, sports to watch. High school basketball, uh, I should say, is one of my favorite sports to watch. And uh, today we're going to talk about basketball. We're going to really talk about Sykes and basketball, but in some other st- uh, teams as well. And uh, we're going to talk with the voice of the Bulldogs. That's Rusty Hendricks, who joins us today. Hey, Rusty. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Great to have you with us. Yeah, it's great to, to be joined. Thanks for asking me to come on. Yeah, let's. I uh, mean, let's get right to it. Well, first off, let's, let's just kind of you know go back to football. Definitely not the year that Sykeston was hoping to have. Um, a lot of disappointment and um, just uh, you know overall not. I was. I mean, let's just be honest. It wasn't a great season for them. Yeah, just uh, the two wins for you know. Sykeston this year, and they came at the very beginning of the season, the first two games, and uh, you know it, it's just part of it. They were going through some growing pains. They have some young players, and um, they just uh, filtered through a lot of different players from the previous season. So they'll get better uh, as we go forward. But yeah, it was a tough year, and obviously, uh, you know, part of it too was which team can adjust more through some of the different circumstances they had to go through with the way they had to practice, the way they had training camps and things like that. So it was different for everybody this year. But nonetheless, uh, I, for one, was glad that they had a season. And uh, at one point, we didn't know that we was going to have one. Yeah. You know, it was really, um, if you think about Sykeston's football team, I don't think there was that many seniors. I'm thinking maybe five or six. Yeah, there was like nine to start the year, Glenn, and I think five that ended up at the end of the season. So yeah. uh, there wasn't a ton of seniors, and, um, you know, you had some guys that were, were big-time contributors. Uh, uh, Daniel Lawrence comes to mind. He was one of their uh, top uh, receivers. He, he did a little bit on defense as well as a secondary man. Uh, Hunter Rudersill was a senior. Uh, uh, Maharis was a senior. Um, I'm blanking on a couple others, but uh, I mean those are kind of your, your main ones. You still have some some good returners. Uh, obviously, your quarterback Heckemeyer returns, and he got a full year under his belt as a starter, and he continues to get better. Um, you're going to return uh, your running back uh, as, as well. It, you did lose Lantez McClinton. I know he was a guy along with Prashan Upchurch. Those two as well were seniors that you lose, but. Uh, Trey Sullivan excites me. He's a young player that he's going to keep getting better and better. I think we may see him on the offense more, uh, maybe next year. So, uh, there's some, some good pieces coming back and hopefully they can get some underclassmen as well to continue to improve and find a way to uh, get some more wins the next season. Yeah, it is exciting as you mentioned, uh, like Heckemeyer, who's a sophomore, right? And uh, and yeah. there's some other young talent that's still going to be around, and so those guys are just going to keep improving. And uh, who knows what next year holds? But uh, hopefully, better than you know. Obviously, this year they they really hope that, and we do too. And but you're right; it was great to just watch sports. I mean, it's just great to be in that atmosphere that we've kind of missed because you know baseball was 
and saw obviously baseball and track were gone all of a sudden and and uh, I guess uh, boys tennis they were just gone because of the of covid and that was in the high school end and then the, and then you know with the college end the NCAA tournament was gone um you know baseball took forever to come back i mean it there for a while it just looked really it looked like we may be a year more without any sports so i'm just happy to have something yeah absolutely and you know, again, Sykeston going through some growing pains uh, in football, but man, I can remember uh, finding out just before the baseball season that uh, they were not going to be able to play. And, and you know, Sykeston baseball um, was should have should have had a good season last year, and they should be a, a very good team this year as well. And Sykeston just finished off their basketball season as they finished up district play, and they had a loss in the semifinals against Camp Central. But again, I remember during that time we thought. Maybe it would be a couple weeks <laughs> or something yeah. like that that you know teams would be out or or maybe a month or so, but it's carried over and uh like you said, so grateful that uh high school sports has found a way and I know Sykeston, like many teams Glenn uh something that I thought that they did this year for football that um was just a great idea in the administration what they decided to do is you know the first home game of the season was senior night. Usually you have that the last game of the year, but not knowing how many games you're going to get in, uh, they were able to do that the first game of the year. You know, Sykeston this year, football, if you remember, Glenn, they didn't even play Charleston. That game did not happen because of COVID-related issues on the, the Blue Jays' side. And, you know, that's the oldest uh, rivalry on uh, the west side of the Mississippi. What do you want to you hear? Sykeston, and that didn't happen. Do you want to hear a stat that's going to blow you away? Let's hear it. The last time that Sykeston and Charleston did not play each other, Spanish flu. Yeah. The yeah, Spanish, Spanish flu. flu. That's right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 1918, right? Yeah. I mean, from the beginning of the rivalry until today, there's only two times they haven't played, and it's both because of pandemics. Amazing. Yeah. I just thought that was the craziest thing because uh, you know you know it's 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 just crazy to think about how we just stopped having sports and stopped doing all kinds of things. But you know when you kind of re- start relating that to well, gosh, the same thing happened way back when. So yes. it was just an interesting stat to hear this week that the only two times they haven't played was this year and the Spanish flu. Yeah. That, it, that is an amazing stat, and that goes back to just the storied history between between those two teams. And um, I mean, it, they've played over a hundred times in their history, and and it's just been an amazing rivalry. And obviously, how close they are in proximity to each other. But uh, Sykeston has kind of dominated that rivalry. But man, it, it's it's always so big, and not only in football but in basketball as well. And um, those those two schools going at it is always fun, but a little different this year. Uh, we even saw that in, in the basketball games that uh, without as many fans and the atmosphere not being the same, but still, uh, nothing nothing compares to those two teams going at it. Yeah, but it is it has been different though, and, and not to stay on the subject, but you know, not being able to fill the football field uh, or the stands, I should say, or the field house with fans. It does make it a little different. I mean, the atmosphere is just not as energetic. It feels. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you definitely noticed it for football. Um, I mean, I think they were limiting fans, uh, like opposing teams, to a couple hundred tickets 
and then like Sykeston, I think they were only allowing about I think up to like 2,500 something like that at the uh, at the Sykeston Public School Stadium. So obviously it wasn't full, it wasn't the same. But to me, the one sport you really recognize it and notice it the most is basketball, Glenn, and uh, especially the Sykeston Fieldhouse. Uh, you know, basketball is king at Sykeston, and it's always packed. Um, you know, we just um, made it through the SEMO Conference Tournament, and, man, that was weird. <laughs> it was simply weird not having that place packed. And, um, you know, you just honestly, when it teams going at it, the energy's there, I mean, it literally shakes. And it's it just not like that without the fans. It's not the same atmosphere. It doesn't mean that it can't be fun, can't be enjoyable. Um, the, you know, the games can't be uh, good and a good product to put out for, for people. But, uh, man, you sure, you sure miss it as, as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it, when I heard that they were going to do 50% capacity, the first thing I thought of was the conference tournament. And the first game I thought of, boy, if Sykeston and Charleston play each other, that's going to be a challenge. Because, you know, that rivalry, they, they will stand in line. A, a huge line forms before the doors even open so people make sure they get their seats to watch that game. And it was, you know, it's, it's such a different thing now because that, that doesn't happen anymore. At least not right now. Hopefully it will maybe again someday. But, you know, right now, 50% capacity and you... I mean, it, it, it's just different. And you hear things that you never heard before. Like you, you hear coaches, you hear players, you hear, you know, the referees talking because you don't have that big of a crowd noise as you usually do. Yeah. I, I guess if you're coaches, you better make sure and maybe bite your tongue a little bit more than what you <laughs> do because everybody can hear it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about basketball a little bit. And because we're quickly running out of time, but, um, Sykes and basketball is back. Uh, you know, big win over Charleston already in the in the tournament, the Simo Conference tournament. Um, you know, obviously, always hope to you know take the championship, but didn't happen this year. But still, a pretty good showing in the beginning of the season, especially when you know we're dealing with this pandemic. Yeah, for Sykeston, normally coming in, they usually have one or two regular season games before the conference tournament that didn't happen this year. Honestly, for Sykeston, they've kind of had to kind of piece together a lot of their schedule as you know um they do like to play a lot of the team a lot of their team's uh, opponents you know in the st louis area or even some teams down in arkansas things like that and so they had to work through that and i know coach hollisfield uh he did come down with covid uh he missed the first two weeks of practices uh coach james had the assistant coach had to fill in for that and that kind of set you know them back a little bit but uh Sykeston, they have some some solid players, two starters returning, and Atkins, Leroy Atkins, and Lantes McClinton. Uh, they're going to have to find some more scoring from some of their other guys. Uh, they don't have a guy that's a true true point guard, um, so that's going to be something to watch this year. And you're really missing Peyton Howard from last season, so uh, they need a guy to really step up to be that ball handler and, and take control of the basketball and and uh, be smart with it. But uh, Sykeston is going to be right in there with the rest of the SEMO conference and in their district. The districts were uh, released as well. So Sykeston is in Class 5, District 1 this season, along with Cape Central, Notre Dame, and Perryville. So that'll be interesting in that district in Class 5 now this year. But uh, Sykeston will be competitive. They'll be right there. They were 16-10 and 10 with their record. 
last season. Uh, I think Sykeston uh, could have a, a similar season this year if they, you know, kind of bring things together and get it together. And you know, Coach Hollifield, Glenn, with all his experience, uh, that he's going to have his his boys ready to play by district tournament time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's amazing. Uh, again, the pandemic and how it affects everyone. Um, you know, affecting the Sykeston basketball team right off the bat because the head coach gets it and uh, and is out for a couple of weeks. And so you you basically have your leader there um, who's not able to lead the team and to set things, but then he has some great assistant coaches like Coach James and, and a few others that are there to kind of, you know, uh, lift the the load if you will but um still it's it does set your team back a little bit when your head coach can't be with you for a couple of weeks no absolutely it's it sets the team back you know uh you know, assistant coach brian james he's been with uh coach hollisfield for so long uh over at you know probably close to two decades now but uh you know the thing with that is that you just take away his time then from jv or he has to try to, to multitask and do both JV and varsity. And, you know, you just don't have enough people to uh, to make it all work the way you'd want it to. And so it, it definitely sets you back. Um, you know, these players happen to adjust as well, and they're, they're kind of working through these things too. And you, you're trying to – obviously things are different this year with some of the protocols. So, um, you know, again, Sykeston – at times, they've had um, different seasons where they've gotten off to slow starts, but uh, they, they've picked it up as the year goes on, goes along, and I think they'll do the same this year. They have enough talent on their roster that they should, uh, again, be competitive and, and be solid enough this year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that Charleston game was their first game, right? Charleston game was their first game. Uh, they ended up winning that one, um, and they ended up facing off against uh, in the second round, New Madrid County Central. They lost to New Madrid, but uh, you know they only lost by 14 points. But New Madrid really played well, and they actually ended up with the tournament championship. They got that done over Notre Dame. Um, so surprise, surprise, and then Popper Bluff, uh, the victory over Sykeson in the third place game. But honestly, if you watch that tournament, Glenn, and for whatever reason, um, Popper Bluff and New Madrid were the two most impressive teams in the SEMO Conference tournament. How it will lie the rest of the year, you know, are they going to be the, maybe the one of the two top teams in the conference as the season goes along? I don't know, yeah. but uh, they they definitely were playing the best in the tournament. Well, you know, it's the SEMO Conference tournament is interesting to me because it's so early in the season, and uh, you know, typically Sykeston at least has a couple of games underneath their belt. I think most of them do, but this year is pretty much everyone's first game was in the tournament. So when you look at the seeding, yeah, Sykeston was seeded, oh, I think, what, sixth, and they played Charleston, who was right. a, a third seed, and we were, I kept hearing upset, upset, and I'm like, eh, it's not really an upset. I mean, I know it's a sixth seed beating a three seed, but in the grand scheme of things, we don't really know who it should have been third or fourth or fifth or whatever yeah i mean that was tough this year to try to get the seedings correct and obviously so early on in the season you're, you're taking uh partially some of the success of what happened from you know the previous season but you know in that game also uh, against charleston charleston was without their leading scorer enrico coleman i think he's one of the most athletic and talented players in the conference um so he's going to have a really good year but he was out with illness against Sykeston and throughout that tournament and um, that uh, obviously hampered 
Charleston's chances, but uh, there's some some good players in this tournament. I think honestly, from top to bottom, um, the the teams are a lot more equal this year. Um, you know, we saw Cape Central, a number one seed in the tournament, lose to Popper Bluff, and then they turned around and lost to Dexter uh, the next night. So, um, you know, Dexter's an improved team. Cape's still going to compete. Notre Dame's right up there, is, is playing good basketball. Jackson is is a typical Jackson type team. Um, so again, you have some really good teams in this conference, and I think there's going to be back and forth this season. Uh, a lot of these teams kind of beating up on each other. Yeah, and and kind of going back to Sykes and young team uh, got a lot to prove, um, but um, under Coach Hollyfield, still going to be an exciting team. And so I'm I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to you know just basketball. I I love high school basketball, and we have some of the best gyms in the in the United States here in Southeast Missouri. Sykeston is a great place to go watch uh, basketball. If you've not been to um, Bloomfield, to their gym to watch the Christmas tournament, you have not lived, my friend, because that is a great place to watch some uh, high school basketball. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Bloomfield is an excellent place to play. Obviously, the Southeast Missouri Christmas tournament uh, coming up as, as well. Um, that's always just a, a fun time for all for all these local teams to kind of showcase themselves and play on a college court. But um, man, oh man, there's a lot of there's still a lot of good players and, and still a lot of solid teams. And you mentioned it here in this area, uh, you won't find better basketball um, in too many other places in Southeast Missouri. And you know, so many young players too. You you see from this area go on to the next level, and yeah. um, and there's a reason for that. There's a ton of talent here. Uh, there's a ton of good teams and coaches. Man, what, what kind of coaches have, have we seen in this area? From you know Coach Hollisfield to Danny Farmer to uh, Coach Joe Shoemaker at Oran. Uh, uh, McFerrin. So many Lenny's McFerrin. I mean, man, there's so many good coaches out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I listen. I believe Southeast Missouri is the Indiana or Kentucky of high school basketball in Missouri. I mean, honestly, honestly, we have great traditions here, great teams. I mean, if you think about the success from Scott County Central, Charleston, New Madrid, Sykeston, uh, Popper Bluff, even Cape Central as of late. I mean, Southeast Missouri is always well represented in the in the uh, state tournament every year. Yeah, storied history. I mean, nobody nobody has more championships in the state of Missouri than Scott County Central and Charleston. I mean, what a run that they have had. Um, I mean, again, you you look up and down your, your Misha books or your state books, and you can see representatives from Southeast Missouri not only getting to the state championships but winning the state championships, and so um, that shows what kind of great competition and great athletes and. Um, and great teams that we've seen over the years. And, uh, man, it, it, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good memories. Like you said, a ton of great tradition um, games and tournaments and, and teams have been playing for so long um, and just a lot of fun to watch. And just a shame that we don't have as many fans able to actually be in games this year. But um, credit to some of the schools, too. And um, You have your radio broadcast, but also you have uh, these – kind of popping up more and more and more are, are these uh, uh, TV um, kind of broadcasts or TV uh, live streams, I should say, uh, from the schools. And uh, I know that's appreciated to all fans able to watch those. 
Yeah, absolutely. Watch it, but listen to Rusty give you all the play-by-play. He does a great job for uh, the station. And uh, Rusty, thanks for joining us and talking about some basketball. We're excited to have it back, excited to hear you, and uh, excited for the season coming up. Absolutely. Thanks for the time and uh, doing a great job as the voice of the SEMO Women Red Hawks. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love doing that. It is it is a lot of fun. Uh, you want to talk about different, though, um, having to wear a mask, put a headset microphone on, then cover up with the uh, thing, the shield. The shield. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'll be ready when this thing's over with. I, I can't even take a drink of water with that. i got to take all that off. Just, yeah. just to have a drink of water, so it's been it's been Crazy. trying, but uh, I love doing it, and I uh, love watching uh, Coach Rika Patterson and the lady, um, you know, the uh, women of Southeast Missouri State play basketball. They did a great season last year, and I can't wait for this season. OVC play starts next week. Yeah, it's. I think they're going to have another solid year, and uh, man, it, they're going to. Their team that honestly is a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Rusty, listen, out of time. Thanks again for joining us. You bet. Take care. Well, my thanks to Rusty Hendricks for joining me today and talking a little basketball. And thanks for joining us. By the way, if you missed the interview, make sure you go uh, to iTunes. You can catch it there. And uh, check out our Facebook page as well. Thanks for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.